Hey, guess what? I found another real-world example of communism in America. It's called Twitter. <laughs> What's up? This is the uh, K-Trade podcast hosted by me, Mark K. Thanks so much for being here. So I know that we talk about Twitter a lot, and I know a lot of people don't like Twitter, but I, it's fascinating to me, and it's really become kind of a microcosm of all of the problems that we're facing here in America, not just with social media and tech tyranny and censorship and all that, but with our economic policy, with our government policy, with the way things are being run, with, you know, the the battle, the uh, battle between communism and capitalism, socialism and 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 the uh, the freedom defending liberty loving republic that we love and uh, and are, are fighting to keep us strong every single day. And what this new thing with Elon Musk, again, has really it shone the light like a big, bright light, like the brightest like imagine the brightest light, like a blinding light, and it's shown it again on Twitter and all of the problems that lie, not just with that company, but with a lot of other companies just like it. Let me explain what the H-E double hockey sticks I'm talking about. So Twitter, <laughs> yeah. Twitter was purchased by Elon Musk, and Elon Musk is not necessarily your typical Twitter employee or doesn't think the way your typical Twitter employee thinks. For example, a Twitter employee thinks that by censoring conservatives, they are protecting people from bullies. A, a Twitter uh, employee believes that by censoring newspaper articles that are negative to Joe Biden, they are fighting Russian disinformation. That's how they think. That's how they're ingrained. They believe that censorship is actually a good thing for the United States of America, probably because they never read the First Amendment or the Constitution or the Bill of Rights. Hell, let's be honest, they probably censored it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure if I posted a copy of the original vaccine passport pocket constitution on Twitter, I would be, I would probably be banned. Um, but you know, anyway, that's, that's neither here nor there. So that's the way they think that's their mentality. And when somebody like Elon Musk, who is pro free speech, somebody like Elon Musk, who not only has made a lot of money, accumulated a lot of wealth in spite of, or by at, at the same time, avoiding the wokeness and cancel culture that runs rampant in Silicon Valley and all of these all of these startup companies, while he's not only doing that, he has a sense of humor and jokes about things like, you know, class warfare, uh, gender uh, pronouns, especially he's he's poked fun at, as we all have at one time or another on Instagram or, or Twitter or wherever else. And so these Twitter employees who believe, again, that they are the guardians against bullies, they are the guardians against free thought. They are to they're there to protect they're very because think about this, man, the, the the core user, their avatar is not someone like Elon Musk. It's not someone like me. It's not someone like Donald Trump. They they're they have been there are people at Twitter who spend every single day of their lives with a, a hit list of people that they don't like a target list of conservatives, of uh, television and, and radio hosts, of prominent Congress people, even like Marjorie Taylor Greene, for example, who's always getting into trouble. Um, you know, they have a list. And every single day they wake up and their one goal is to scour Twitter looking for that tweet, that 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 straw that breaks the camel's back tweet, the one that finally gives them the ammunition they need to pull the trigger and just explode that person off of Twitter, no matter who they are, no matter how popular they are, no matter how rich they are, no matter anything that they say that could possibly fit into, if they can jam a square peg into a round hole when it comes to the Twitter terms of service, that's what they will do. They are 100%. That's what they do. That's what they live for. They live for the moment that they can kick people off of their 
their quote unquote free speech platform. So um, that's what, you know, that's what Twitter's like. And Elon Musk isn't like that at all. He believes in free speech. He thinks it's important to democracy. Hell, it's the, I mean, it is really the, the keystone and the crux of a democratic society, especially one as strong as our republic. And ironically, the same amendment to the Constitution that gave Twitter the right to exist in the first place and that gave Twitter, that attracted people to Twitter so that they they could grow into this, you know, behemoth of, of I don't even know what they are, of, of ones and zeros, of binary code or of HTML or whatever. And, then, and now they they are such an influential part of our lives that we spend a lot of time talking about them. That whole, that uh, that amendment, that right that we have here in the United States of America is the very right that they're trying to destroy. I know you know that the irony is not lost on you. Uh, back to Elon Musk. So he he buys the company or 10% of it. And typically, like, for example, I work for a radio company that has been purchased and sold. I don't even know how many times. I mean, they just keep sending in. It, in my whole life, the first company I ever worked for got bought and sold four times before I left it. Came to work for another company that got bought and sold. This company has been bought and sold. The stationary changes, but basically the job remains the same. At Twitter, they're not used to that. And and they don't like Elon Musk at all, and they don't like free speech. So Elon Musk, when he buys the company, they don't know how to react. They've only ever worked for Jack Dorsey. They've only ever worked for Parag Mangwagamulhuaw. They've only ever worked for these crazy communists who share their ideals and who allow them to run rampant with their ideas in these in these in these bubbles, these cocoons, these incubators that they create. They call them. They call them campuses, but really what they are is they're communes. And much like the communists that, that lived on communes or the communist philosophies that, 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 you know, that where everyone is equal, Twitter and a lot of these other companies to their own detriment act the same way. So now there is upheaval in Twitter. People are in the Twitter Slack group, which, by the way, I don't know who's, whose idea it was to start Slack groups, but... Here at my company, if they have one, I'm not a part of it, nor would I ever dream of going into an online um, an online central location where people can complain about the company and the bosses and the decisions they're making and other people can read and react to it and, and, and publish it. I would never, I would never, like, I'm not saying my company's great, but I would never go onto a public forum and be like, yeah, this company sucks. Their decisions are stupid. Why would they do this? They're ruining everything. I hate it here. And then expect to get a paycheck the next week. I would never do that. And this is a problem. The companies in Silicon Valley, a lot of these woke companies, the big problem they have is that they forget that their employees are employees. They forget that the the management and the bosses are the bosses. And what happens is, and we see it everywhere. We see it not just with Twitter. We see it not just with Facebook, but we see it with Disney now. We see it with a lot of other companies. You have the employees, the lunatics are running the asylum. I mean, it, look, I'm not saying companies should be perfect, but there should be a mission statement, a goal. The goal of this company is A. The goal of this company is B. The goal of this company is C. For example, Disney, their mission statement should be to provide family-friendly entertainment in the forms of movies, TV shows, and theme parks uh, for America's families, you know, something like that, and be done with it. Now their goal is to overturn legislation in Florida because a small percentage of their employees got ang- really angry. <laughs> I mean, that's a, who employees get angry every day. If you're not making your employees angry, they're not doing it right. But they have to. You're not doing your company right. But you have to remember, they're your employees. 
It is your company. And at the end of the day, you've got to answer for those decisions. At Twitter, they are now calling a meeting. They're giving, there were so many complaints by the programmers and these young snowflakes that work at Twitter about Elon Musk and how triggered they are and how they feel like they won't be able to do their jobs. And Elon Musk is a bully and he's not going to be able to protect free speech. And when somebody worked at Tesla, there somebody there used to work at Tesla and they saw Elon Musk yell at an employee or berate an employee because they were not doing their job right. And I'm not saying you should berate your employees, but at the end of the day, you got to make sure that your employees are working. They can't be slacking off. They've got to be using their time effectively and they've got to create a quality product that you are paying them to do. It's you're doing the job I tell you and I in return am giving you money to do that job. If you don't like the job or if you are offended by it or if you have some kind of moral uh, conflict between this job, getting paid for this job I'm asking you to do and actually doing it, then leave. You know, that's, in the old days, if you didn't like what your company was doing, you left. You went and found another company to work for, or even better, you started your own company. In fact, I believe that this whole idea of the, of the employee-run company is destroying companies. I believe that the employee-run company is destroying a lot of great American institutions. And I believe that if companies don't get back to a hierarchy where, I mean, look, a company is not a democracy. The United States of America is a democratic republic. We get, we the people get to elect representatives. They go to Washington, D.C., and they vote on our behalf. And if we don't like it, we vote for somebody else. But a company is not like that. There's one person or a group of people in charge, and those people make the decisions. And the people below them, they can agree with those decisions. They can disagree with those decisions. Either way, they've got to do the work that they're told. And if they're not going to do the work that they're told, then they can go somewhere else. Or start some, be an entrepreneur, go start your own thing. That's literally, that's literally how some of the greatest companies in the world were created. In fact, there's so many more social media networks now because so many other people didn't like Twitter. They left and they said, I'm going to start Getter. I'm going to start Gab. Donald Trump is starting Truth Social. All of these companies came because there were people that, that didn't like them. They weren't necessarily employees, but it happens all the time. Do you know how many car companies were started by former employees of other car companies? It's insane. I believe the Dodge brothers worked for Henry Ford and then, or then they didn't like what was going on. So they moved off. I mean, this is how America works, but companies have to take control. And it's a very dangerous precedent. If you go to work for a place where they really take your feelings and your thoughts and react to them in a way that is detrimental to the company overall, you can get angry because you have a new boss but if you go into a Slack group and start bad-mouthing that boss or if you, uh, if you feel comfortable enough to go on Twitter and complain about your new boss, you probably shouldn't be working there. And in the old days, your boss would make sure that you weren't. Uh, hopefully, Elon Musk brings a little bit of that back to Twitter because I think that's what's missing. You know, you, you go to an office, you work, you leave, you go home. Your office should not be your home. The more comfortable you make it, the more couches you install, the more free coffee you give these people – you know, you give them ping pong tables. You let them. Uh, you let them ride around on scooters. The more they feel like they're in college, the more they're going to act like they're in college. The more they feel comfortable in this environment, the more comfortable they're going to be to question what the company's mission statement is and what the goals of the people in charge are. If and I'm not saying companies don't change and and they're organic and mission statements may change and you may not. 
And there may come a point in time where, and it happens to all of us, where you turn around and you look at the company and say, you know, this company isn't the company I worked for when I got this job, or I don't love my job anymore. I'm not really feeling like my company's values and my values mesh. Or you may think to yourself, you know, this company's great, but I've changed my values. It's time for me to move on. And instead of going in a Slack channel to complain about it or forcing your boss to call an, an AMA with the new board member so you can complain to them directly, you know, maybe just maybe just give your two weeks and leave. Anyway, that's uh, that's how I would run a company. If, if I ran a company and you came to work for me, first of all, you would love it because I'd be I'm an amazing person to work with. And uh, and I would and I'm very clear and concise. And if you do a great job, I'm all about we were all about partying and rewards and stuff like that. But if you and I, but if you don't like what we're doing, don't come at me. <laughs> you know, just, you know, there's the door. No hard feelings. We'll see you later. Hey, uh, thanks again for listening to the Patriot. Uh, I'm sorry, the Patriot podcast. What am I thinking? Um, and make sure you subscribe if you haven't already. Just there's a button somewhere. If it's iTunes, Google, Pod, whatever, just subscribe now.